Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is an acclaimed author, speaker, and life coach. He has inspired people from all walks of life, from entertainment legends to professional athletes, from executives to deprived children throughout the world. He leads and pastors Congregation Church in Placentia, California. He is featured on nationally syndicated radio and has appeared on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, Steve Harvey TV, Grant Cardone's 10X Growth Conference, and many more. Now, Quincy Jones says this about him. He's a voice of inspiration and hope that is changing the lives of millions. Lee Iacocca says, he's an energetic man with both wit and wisdom. His information and insight make life's journey a little easier. Smokey Robinson says, he's wonderful at walking people through the best and worst of times. And isn't that true, Broken Catholic Nation? Your life doesn't look all the same. Sometimes you have the highs and sometimes you have the valleys. So my guest today is none other than Tim Story. You can find him at timstory.com. That's Tim, S-T-O-R-E-Y.com, timstory.com. Tim, welcome to Broken Catholic. Uh, Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Well, number one, thank you for that nice intro. And Joseph Warren says about him, He's his friend. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. Right. So uh, share something personal about you that maybe very few people in your business life actually know. Uh, how much I love God. You know, um, I love the scripture, Psalms 103. It goes on to say that God does not treat us as our sins deserve. And when I caught on to that when I was 17, it really helped me understand God in a different way. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives your sins and heals your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your life with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Isn't that awesome? That is so good. So the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, demanding and uh, abounding in love. He will not always accuse. And then it goes on to say this, that he does not treat you as your sins deserve. So 
Mm. Uh, when I was 17 years of age, I'd been going to church since I was four. Uh, before that, prior to that, uh, probably the first 15 years of my parents' life, they went to a Catholic church. At this time, they went to a Protestant church when I was four. And um, I remember thinking to myself, wow, church sure does seem churchy. <laughs> it seems long. I was feeling fidgety. And I would listen to part of the message. But there was a time where I began to hunger for God for myself. Mm. And that Psalms that I just read really, really helped me. Because it showed me a lot about the father side of God, the father side of God. Tell me more about the father side of God, because I think many Christians are missing the fatherly relationship with God. Yeah, the idea of Psalms 23 is that the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, there's three primary things that a shepherd does, and that is, number one, to guide you, uh, number one, to guard you, and number three, and that is to govern you. And so in the guidance, the guarding, and the governing is what the shepherd does. And I think that um, if a person is a good father, if you have children, if you're a good father, you should be guiding, which is direction, guarding, which is protection, governing, which is administration. And so the Lord is my shepherd, Psalms 23. Mm -hmm. I shall not want, and Joseph, as you know, the word want there means I shall not have anxious desire. Mm. I feel that when children are feeling secure at home and they're being guided, guarded, and governed, that it really does take away a lot of anxious desire. But I want to say this to the single mothers because if the father is not there, the beautiful thing is the Bible says the, that God becomes the father to the fatherless. Yes. So he'll still come in in that place to guide, guard, and, and to govern. Yes. Mm, that's so powerful. And two things in your Bible verse that stood out to me. The first was God redeems your life from the pit. Yes. And this show is called Broken Catholic for a reason, because I believe we're all broken in our humanity, right? Our fallen nature. And, you know, so many times, you know, well, I, I think there's many types of people out there. Maybe, you know, you're listening right now and, and your life resembles mine where you went all the way out into the darkness and you were that lost sheep and God left the 99 to come and find you in the darkness, but he meets you where you're at. He comes to you. How amazing of a God that comes to you rather than says, step up to my level and yes. do what's impossible. What, what shows up for you in that? What do you want to say to BC Nation right now about their own life and God coming and meeting them wherever they are, especially if they have all that negative self-talk, Tim, that yeah. tells them that they're unsavable, they're not worth it? Well, one of the beautiful things, Joseph, is Psalms 103 goes on. It says, for God knows your frame. And the word frame there is your structure, your makeup and your ingredients. So there's, there's nothing that you can do or I can do or any of the listeners can do that would shock God because he knows your frame. And it's, a, it's, it's an amazing thing because if God knows your frame, then why is he calling us to do big projects? Mm -hmm. So let's just go through this for a second. 
he came, comes to Rahab, a former prostitute, and she ends up in Hebrews chapter 11. Okay? He makes a demand on her life. Then you see it happen in Gideon. He's in a broke-down situation. He's in hiding in the wind press, wine press. Then you see it in Moses. He had killed a man, and he was wondering and wandering. God places a demand on his life. So one of my statements, one of my quotes that people have quoted around the world for probably 25 years is that God uses shaky people to do sturdy projects. And I love that. And so I think that the God that I serve is not really looking with a magnifying glass to look for weaknesses. Mm. He understands the weaknesses and can see them from, from long distance. But he calls shaky people to do sturdy projects because he knows that as you abide in him, you're going to get stronger and stronger and stronger every day. Because Hebrews 11.32 then says this about the great people of faith. Their weaknesses, plural, weaknesses, were slowly turned to strength. So when I life coach people, I don't sometimes even bring up what they're struggling with for two or three sessions. Because I see things as a father, I want to talk about your strengths. I want to soar with your strengths. I want you to get closer to God because the closer you get to God, he'll change your want tos. Mm, that's so good. And I know in my own coaching practice that I always start with what's working in your life. Yes. Like it's very easy for people to focus on what's not working and to beat themselves up and make them wrong about it. But what's actually working right now? What are you proud of? What, what can I acknowledge you for? And let's start on that foundation. And how do we get more of that? Yes. So I, I really like your I like approach. It. I like your approach a lot. So you said um, a few minutes back, I shall not have anxious desires. Um, really break that down for us uh, or unpack that for us listening right now, because I think what God is saying is that it's not wrong to have desires, right? Those desires within our heart are from God, yeah. the good ones, right? But to have anxious desires or desires that produce anxiety, like, can you create that distinction for us and, and for BC Nation? Please? Well, 100%. I think that even though I am known as a success coach and one who speaks about dreams on very large platforms. So people was, would, would many times think, oh, well, he's the guy that's just trying to make my dreams a reality. But I, I believe in this, Joseph, and I think you would agree that I don't believe in chasing dreams. I believe in cooperating with what heaven has already said. So Ephesians 2.10 says to me that Joseph is God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God prepared in advance for him to do. So for me, if I am God's workmanship, he's the potter on the clay, and he has already predestined good works for me to do, what I need to do is cooperate and align myself with what he is doing. So when I get into anxious desires, means that I am not properly aligning myself and trusting him that he's gonna do what he already set out to do, Ephesians 2.10. It's really brilliant. Mm. 
So I would say that I got a really strong handle on this when I was in seminary when I was only 20. And I just had so much peace in my life. Joseph, I'm telling you, uh, up to that uh, point, that was the most peace I'd ever had. I, had. I had peace that passed all understanding because I was in a seminary environment. I had no television. I was just, I would, they called me like a Christian monk. I was not dating. I just had so much peace in my life. And that kind of peace has returned. Mm. Uh, the last three years, I've been walking in that kind of peace again. But part of it is, is that I didn't let the outside forces clutter, right? Mm -hmm. This beautiful intimacy of God that I could have, knowing that he is my shepherd and I shall not want. And I truly walk in this at this point right now. Someone can tell me about a big deal I got and I get excited. They can tell me about a big deal that they thought I got and then it failed. And I go, oh, well, that's okay. And I really mean it. Mm. That's such a place of surrender. And to be able to surrender to God uh, the successes that he gives and to surrender to God the failures that he allows Yes. Like, and, and, and I think for many of us, especially I'll speak, you know, for myself, it's like giving God gratitude and praise when I fail. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like that's, that, that seems so um, difficult, just so yeah. difficult to do. And, um, but here's, here's really where I want to go with this. Um, that sense of peace, I think the world is starving for that you've yeah. described and they want to get that and they don't know how yeah. I was, I just got off a 90 minute coaching session with, with a, a client who was session one. And the biggest thing he wants is peace of mind. And Tim, yes. he's 24 years old. Yes. He's doing, he's like, dude, I'm winning in business. You know, I got 20 something employees. I'm, I'm making the money. I'm doing all this stuff, but I Which have anxiety. <laughs> it really is. Right. And, but he has so much anxiety he's wrestling with and he doesn't know how to get rid of it, right? So that's why we're, we're coaching together. But what can you say to BC Nation right now? Your top three tips or strategies, and, and I know it's not really a strategy, but a spiritual strategy of sorts for them to, to access that deeper intimacy with God that will provide them with that peace that's beyond all understanding. Okay. What practical steps number, can they take in their one, life? I like how you set me up. Um, I love what you said. I just want to just break down this word fail first. It means to break down. It means to abort. It means to blunder. It means to fizzle, to flop, to flounder, to do wrong, to be defeated sometimes to be ruined, to come to not, to come to nothing, to fall short. Let's just play with fall short for a minute. I don't really focus on the falling short side. I just don't, you know. Um, many people know that Robert Downey Jr. is my great friend. He played in a movie called Iron Man. When me and Robert would dialogue at times when he was not doing well, I never talked about the fact that he was not doing well. He knew he was not doing well. But instead, 
I would talk about the promises of God, what God can do, who God is. Okay? Same with Kanye West. I've been around him 15 years. I didn't discuss always boom, 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 like other ministers maybe wanted me to. That's not my style. My style is to take people on a journey towards Jesus, and then I believe that Jesus changes their want-tos. So my, my three-step approach, as you asked for, is simply, number one, to stop, number two, to, to look, and number three is to listen. To stop, because you're moving too fast and you're trying to figure it out yourself. So time out, stop. It's like in a basketball game and the coach goes, time out. Mm-hmm. Call time out, come to the sidelines, okay? Look, look back to him, the author and the finisher of your faith. So you stop, you look, and then you listen. John 10, my sheep, they know my voice, and another voice they will not follow. How true is that? It's so true. And that you just painted a brush over my entire uh, spiritual journey back yes. to God. And, and you broke it down so simply, Tim. Stop, look, and listen, BC Nation. And, and I think the most difficult part is to stop. Yes. How do I do that? I don't even know how to do that. I'm at that place in my life where, and I'm going to use this coaching client that was just on. He's 24 years old. He's chasing what society says is going to make him happy. It's the money, the cars, the girls. And I'm like, bro, I had all that. Yeah. It was a lie, yes. right? You, you yeah. ha- you're at a crossroads, but right. And we'll work through that. But what do you say to BC nation right now where they're at that place in their life and how do they stop chasing the shiny objects and the mirages that society says, this is, this is the thing, make this your God. I think one of the things is to find a good example of somebody that has what you're looking for. And I remember I was going through the Las Vegas airport and I'm in airports a lot. And there was a African lady from Africa and she says, young man, would you like your shoes shined? And um, a lot of times I have tennis shoes on when I'm going through airports, but this particular day I just done an event and I had on these very nice shoes. I said, you know what? Yes. And so I got up there and she was shining my shoes. Find out later mm-hmm. she's a Kenyan who used to be a missionary. And she begins to share with me about her faith and about what God has done in her life. And, and she says, she goes, do you mind that when I finish your shoes that I pray over your feet? I want to pray over your shoes. And I tell you what, it was amazing, Joseph. She prayed over my shoes, and I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. And she says, don't ever forget, young man, in the midst of this pace that you have, I saw you walking fast, to stop and remember who is your source. Mm. So my, I never forget this lady. I tell you, I think about this lady probably once a week because she was so amazing, it was almost angelic. Mm -hmm. 
And I believe that God placed her there for me because at that time in my life, I was so, so busy as I am still, but she helped me to remember, Tim, stop. Remember the source of your life. And I was able to see the benefits of stopping by looking at her countenance. So there's a scripture that you're aware of in the Bible that says, those who look to God, their faces will never be covered with shame. They will always be radiant. That lady's face glowed four gates down. <laughs> I love that. I'm speaking with this, uh, this client and, and he uh, follows two very successful entrepreneurs. We will we'll leave their names out of the show, but he said, dude, it's interesting because I was watching some of their videos and, and when they're, they're talking about their thing and, and, and they're so excited and everything like that. He said, I noticed they, they had like almost like this, um, this look in their eyes, yeah. like a, a glazed over bloodshot look. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't a look of like that twinkle or that sparkle or that joy or like their heart pouring through and th- like something was off. Yes. And they were talking about their, the very thing that excites them and you should chase it too. And I was like, well, what shows up for you in that? And he goes, maybe it's the wrong thing. Yeah, I would agree. And so it's a very simple thing. It's this, this, this is all simple. Um, Luke 12, 22. Jesus says, if I take care of the birds of the air, how much more will I take care of you? And then he says, do not be like the pagan world who runs after everything. Mm-hmm. So, so what he does is he draws a line in the sand, Jesus does. That's right. And says that there is a world without a connection to Christ and a world that has a connection to Christ. The pagan world runs to and fro trying to fulfill the desires that you talked about earlier. But those of us that are engrafted in Christ We seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added into us. Mm. But it's an amazing thing. The things that we think we need are usually not what we need. And so what I'm, I enjoy the various projects that I get to do. I'm getting in a car and just a little while to drive to Beverly Hills to do some amazing projects. I've been working in Beverly Hills for, since 1992, doing amazing projects with amazing people. But that's not where my mind is filled. My mind is filled on my relationship with God that is bringing me more fulfillment, more answers, uh, more directions to tough situations in my life. It's an ongoing process, but one day I will step over to the other side and I'll have more answers. But until then, what a privilege it is to know him the way we get to know him, even while we're on this earth. Amen to that. BC Nation, we're speaking with Tim Story. You can find him at timstory.com. He is an acclaimed author, speaker, and life coach. He's known as Pastor to the Stars. And today he's sharing with us your three steps um, to really create that deep, intimate relationship with God that 
your heart is craving and wants, but your brain keeps shutting it down because your brain is being filled with all the noise of the world and possibly chasing the wrong things. And I've done it myself. I know Tim has done it in his life and, and we're all broken in that regard, but there is a way out. Tim has been where you are and he knows the way out. I've been where you are. I know the way out. So these are the types of people you really want to surround yourself with. So go visit timstory.com. Tim, welcome to my favorite part of the show. It's very Catholic and it's meant to be playful. Welcome to the confession round, my friend. I'm ready. Uh, This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready, sir? I am ready. All right. What's your favorite thing about God? God is love. Got it. What's your least favorite thing about God? He takes too long to answer my prayers. (laughs) I'm with you on that. Tim, if you could be 100% real, vulnerable, and human with this question, what are you most afraid of? Um, Not being there for people that I should be there for because of the busyness of my schedule. Hmm. And what are, you, what are you struggling with right now? Like, what's that big struggle? We all have struggles in different areas, personally, professionally. What's the big thing that you're struggling with? I would say balance. What is balance? How do I find it? It's nice to be sought after, but it's also nice to be alone and, and just be still. So I'm always working through balance. Mm, got it. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Um, being overly religious. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That's the, uh, that's the opposite of what you guys are going to answer because I was hardcore from 17 on. I wish yeah. I would have gone to a Dodger game. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. What secret fear do you have about people? Um, I think it's unfortunate that some are not as trustworthy as you thought they were going to be. So that's, that's a fear of mine sometimes. Yeah, I get that. What do, you wish, what do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Um, that God is working out the details when I was wondering if he's working out the details. Yeah, that's a big one for many of us. What's a new habit you want to form? Um, to be more open to do things that um, people ask me to do. Um, and this sounds funny, but it could be snow skiing. It could be rock climbing. It could be something that they find um, joy in and peace in, and maybe even a little bit of God in mm. and, and not just be um, conditioned to my habitat. Yeah. Which is, I'm, a, I'm a city dweller. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> What's a bad habit you want to break? Um, it sounds funny, but there's, there's not too many. Um, cause I really watch what I say. I watch how I think. Um, I would say that, um, it's amazing that I have to think this long because I, I really feel that, you know, when I was younger, there were things you were working on. Mm-hmm. And so, I will tell you more of what I'd like to get better at, and that is to be even a better listener. I want to be a better listener 
and hear somebody out, even if they take forever to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's also my struggle. Got it. Uh, pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, peaceful. Um, intuitive. And fully persuaded. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God and surrendered your life to him. Not as peaceful, (laughs) (laughs) not in the moment and not fully persuaded. Yeah. And last question, Tim, if you could come back to life, look your family, your friends in the eye, give them only one piece of advice. What would you say to them? Um, For he has come to give you life and life more abundantly. Amen. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? Well, I think that while you're feeling the sting of your setback, that God is creating your comeback. And that to always remember that a comeback is not a go back. And if you've been through divorce, it's, it's so easy to get full of shame and want to go back and fix mm-hmm. things. Or if you failed morally to go back, but a comeback is not a go back. You have to forget about the former things and not dwell on the past. The Bible says for behold, God is doing a new thing. The word behold means look up and pay attention. God is doing a new thing. The word new means fresh and never been done before. And so as you continue to listen to Joseph Warren, he's going to continue to teach this. As you continue to coach with him, he's going to continue to teach this. Forget about your former things. Do not dwell on the past. For behold, God, God is doing a new thing. Mm, Amen to that. And Tim, uh, what's the best way for a BC Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose or get your book? You you got the new book out there. How do they contact you? Just... Tim Story, and it's S-T-O-R-E-Y, so Tim Story Official. And the thing I want to talk about just for 28 seconds is I have an app, A-P-P, called Utmost uh, Living with Tim Story. Utmost with Tim Story. It's either Utmost Living or Utmost with Tim Story. It's a daily app that takes you through biblical affirmations for your life. It's really good. You can download it at the app store. Very cool. All right, BC Nation, again, we've had Tim Story here sharing his time with you, pouring into your life some of the blessings that God has poured into his life. He's human, just like you. He struggles, just like you. We all do. But the good news is that God wants to make a new creation out of your life. You don't have to go back and relive your past. You can really find your power or God's power through that pain you've been through. Tim is all about that. So reach out to him at timstory.com. Tim, I just want to thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, my friend. Thank you very much. God bless. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. 
If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.